Jesus said, do not worry about the future. There's enough on your plate today and I need your time. I need your focus. I need your energy. I need your attention today. That's what Jesus said. I need you to be present with me today because there's things that we need to take care of today. But you're worried about the future. And what that tells Jesus is that we don't trust him. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, all over the world. Good morning. It is Monday here on Church Boy Confessions. He will direct your path. So what's there to fear again? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Boy Confessions podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Heke. Welcome to episode 119, where we are going to talk about a topic that I think can be applicable to everyone, especially us young folk. And, you know, in uh, in college and post-grad and all that different stuff, this population, this group of young people who are so consumed, I mean, I would even go say haunted, not by the past, like many of us we could be haunted by the past, but there's some of us that are haunted by the future. And today we are going to talk about how to be present in the Lord, all right? I think that's very, very important. Before I get to that, I truly do hope that you guys haven't been having a great week. If not, um, you know, I pray that this message can be very encouraging for you. Um, and, you know, if it's encouraging for you, then I pray that you share it with somebody else who you know it can be encouraging for. Because um, this was very encouraging for me. So let's get to it. All right. Let's talk about being present in the Lord. How do we be present in the Lord? And I would say that the answer to that is very straightforward, right? But the problem with very straightforward answers is that when people give us straightforward answers without the details, it kind of, not to say that it's meaningless, it's just, it's hard to to grab onto. But I would say that the simple answer, or at least one of the simple answers as to how we can be present in the Lord is to simply stop worrying. I say simply, but of course it's not that simple, right? But that's the answer, Stop worrying about your future. So the person who has been anxious all week, all month, all year, ever since she got to college, ever since she got to high school, ever since she graduated college and beyond that, going from one career to the other career, what you have kids, what you're getting married, whatever it might be. Stop worrying about your future, ladies and gentlemen. Unassociated is soon going to be a community of young people who are so at peace with their life that we are characterized as people that are present. We're characterized as people that have peace, all for the glory of God and for the edification of the people around us. How do we stop worrying? Well, I would say... On a more on a smaller level, I think it's stop chasing after material things, and I'll get to that. But in a, in a more broad sense, it comes down to trusting God, obviously. And I'm probably sure I've had a million episodes on that, and you've heard that message a million times. But let's get into it today, ladies and gentlemen. The point of this episode is going to be this 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 uh, statement I'm going to make: to be present in the Lord is to trust in the Lord. That is what it is. To be present in the Lord is to trust in the Lord. 
But let's first talk about why being present is so important. Why? Like you hear it all the time. You definitely hear it by people who aren't Christian as well, because there's like sentiments of being present and being here in other religions and in in other uh, beliefs and stuff like that around the world, other faiths and stuff like that around the world. But of course, we're not talking about that. We're talking about what Yahweh says, right? Why is it important to be present? I think when you talk about being present from a Christian standpoint, being present isn't the focus as much as it is the product of something else. I think being present is so important because being present is the product of not worrying about your future. Obviously, also not you know relishing in the past as well, but today we're going to talk about the future. I believe that being present is a product of not worrying about your future. And I don't have to tell you why it's so important for us to not always be worrying about our future. You know those times in your life, those little instances. It's not all the time, but it's those little instances in your life where you're actually truly not worried about what's going to happen next. Oh, man, I know. I, I'll speak to it right now. Oh, man, things are great. Things are things are super. You know? I mean, you're starting to notice things around you. Oh, you get a new haircut. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, cause, cause you're just so confident that, yo, my, my plate's done. Like, you know, like my issues, everything's taken care of on my ends. You know, you start to help other people you never helped before. You start to let God use you in ways you ain't ever used you before. Cause, cause you feel like you're good. You're in your head, you're secure. So then you're more present around your family. You're not, you're more present around your loved ones. You're more present in your relationships. You're more present, you know, in the tasks that are in front of you. I also would say that that peace that surpasses all understanding becomes so evident in your life. And when, when God's work in us becomes evident in our life, that is when he gets the glory, right? Like, I'll tell you like this. Don't, if you know, if you don't want to hear about God, don't you dare ask Emmanuel Heke why he's so happy. Don't ask me why I'm so joyful. Don't ask me why I'm at peace. Don't ask me why I'm not worrying. Because you're going to hear the gospel. That's what you're going to hear. Okay. Sorry that I got this like little sun thing on me. Is that gone now? Is that better? All right. Sorry. There's like light peeking through the blinds. Okay. So um, let's go to this is what's going to happen, guys. Um. I'm going to read 15 verses. Yeah, I know. I know, 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 but I have to because, you know, this really just jumped out to me and I've read this place so many times, but like, I just really want us to notice how streamlined the word of God can be at times, how streamlined Jesus' teachings can be. I believe this place is called uh, the Sermon on the Mount. Um, and we're going to go to Matthew chapter six and we're going to go start at verse 19 and we're going to go all the way to 34. So I'm trying to, I'm, you know, I'm trying, I'm getting faster at reading guys. So, you know, bear with me. All right. Um, but I want, I want what you guys get out of this to understand that not worrying comes from our dependency and trust in the Lord. All right. So let us start reading. This is Jesus speaking. This is a sermon that Jesus Um, was giving to a whole bunch of people all right he starts in saying oh actually there was a lot more like previously to this but like this is this the point of the points that i'm talking about starts here and ends in verse 34 
Do not store up yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up your treasures in heaven where moth and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Verse 24. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Other versions will say you cannot serve God in mammon, a more general sense talking about materials, worldly materials, earthly things. Then it goes to verse 25. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or weep or store away in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by, by, by worrying about a single hour of your life, I'm sorry, can any one of you, by worrying at a single hour to your life, there you go, I got it, and why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans, other versions will say the unbelievers, ones that don't believe in God, run after all these things. And your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things shall be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. May God bless the hearing and the reading and understanding of his word in Jesus name. Amen. 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 All right. So what's happening here? 15 verses. I'm going to try and paraphrase it. You know what I'm saying? For us to really, you know, to really hit home the point. First, you have Jesus saying that don't cast up your treasure. Don't don't have your treasures here where it can be at risk. Put it up to heaven where your treasure is, is where your heart lies. And then he goes to say that you cannot serve God and man. You're not you cannot chase after materials and you cannot serve God at the same time. But that first part, when he's talking about treasures, he said, don't put them here where moth and rust can destroy them. What Jesus is telling us is right off the bat, these things, these materials that we are chasing after in life, these treasures, they are not dependable. That's what Jesus is telling us. God is telling us that the treasures of this world that he created are not dependable. And then he tells us that also, you cannot be chasing, living a life, serving these materials, chasing after these materials and serve him at the same time. It's not possible. In fact, those things will even cause you to do things in direct rebellion against me. And we don't have to go too deep into that to know that the love of money is the root of all evil. 
It's a lot of the reasons why the world that we are in today is the way it is today. But the point that I really want to hit home is how Jesus said that the materials we are chasing after are not dependable. Because what I believe is how that segues into what we then hear in the second point. That we should not worry because God is a provider. We should not worry because he said, how many of you by worrying can add an hour to your life or, or other versions will say, you know, an inch to your height. I could use a couple inches, but worrying is not going to help. It's vain. It's burdensome. And the reality is that God does not want us in this state. He does not want us here. He wants us to know that he provides. He wants us to trust that he provides. That's why he says, but seek first the kingdom, his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. So what we see is a streamlined statement, a streamlined argument from Jesus. Or not so much an argument as much as it is like, yeah, it's a statement, it's a declaration, it's authority. Saying that the things you're chasing after are not dependable and it's causing you to worry. And I don't want you to worry. You shouldn't worry because God provides. And if you put him first, all these things you're chasing after. Well, maybe not all the things you're chasing after, because sometimes we have these you know, bad motives and we're covetous in our heart. But we can be rest assured that we will have everything that we need. Our chase causes us to worry, ladies and gentlemen. Our chase causes us to worry and that worry burdens us and burdens our walk as children of God. I'm not going to read this, but, you know, worry has even the impacts people who are not Christians, where in Mark chapter nine, verse 45, I'm 35. It, it, it notes how the worries of life and the deceitfulness of riches are what pulls the word out of the out of the uh, the hearts of, of people who, 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 were, who heard the gospel. Worry is dangerous. And this is a reality. We can pull from our own our own lives, the own realities that we live. We don't we we don't have to be told the harmful effects of worrying because I'm pretty sure that each of us have 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 witnessed the harmful effects of worrying. Or maybe you haven't. Let me let me not presume. I have. So I can attest to worrying being what hinders me from serving God in some moments. Worrying about my future. And by the way, there's going to be a lot of light and dark in this episode because it's like overcast outside. And I depend a lot on the light outside this room in order to light this room for these videos. So I apologize in advance. But nevertheless, let's get back to this. Um, it's hard to serve God when we are consumed with worry. And I can attest to that. Something that I talked about that we talked about and we learned in seminary school was how, you know, when we talk about our flesh and our sinful desires, our sinful nature, we're talking about a set of desires that are going against God's will, a set of desires that we have that go against God will, God's will that is always in rebellion against God. And what my what my professor said is that all of these 
um, these these desires, or at least most of them or all of them, root back to two things that our flesh wants, self-preservation and self-exaltation. I'm telling you that because our flesh and our desires are geared towards these two things, there are things that we are not going to do that God wants us to do because we are worrying about self-preservation and worrying about self-exaltation because the reality is that sometimes God calls us to the humiliating work, to the life-threatening work, to the really hard work, to the reputation-ruining work. And if we're so worried about the reputation, worried about our lives, worried about um, 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 all these different things. And we are not going to be concerned with the things of God. Worrying will even hinder us from helping other people because we know in those situations where we are so consumed with what we got going on, we can't help the next man because we're worried about our own future. How can I help you with your present? Right? This is the harmful effects of worrying. This is what it is. This is the reality of worrying. It even hinders our walk, our spiritual growth, period. I don't have to I don't have to really thump it in your head. I want you to feel guilty, but we know those times when we didn't read our word because we were worried about A, B, and C. We got work, we got school, we got our relationships, we got this, we got that. We're worried about these things. We're not worried about going to church. We're not worried about being around other believers. We're not worried about reading our word. We're not worried about none of that stuff. We're not worried about nothing. Nothing like God. No, I got to take care of this. And then once I take care of this, maybe I'll start. And then I'll have time to do this. And I have time to go to church. I got time to do. Come on, man. And then we see this, this paraphrasing. I want to say paraphrasing this conclusion to this entire, you know, statement of of jesus in verse 34 when it says therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself each day has enough trouble of its own jesus said do not worry about the future there's enough on your plate today and i need your time i need your focus i need your energy i need your attention today that's what jesus said I need you to be present with me today because there's things that we need to take care of today. But you're worried about the future. And what that tells Jesus is that we don't trust him. And I can attest to this personally because this is how the entire message got stemmed from me being so worried about X, Y, and Z. And God told me, be present. There are some times I wake up in the morning and I'm worried about what I have to do in the future. So it makes me want to stay in bed today. But the reality is that I could I could handle all the things that were in front of me today. But it's just the fact that as I'm worrying about the future, I'm magnifying these problems and I'm thinking to myself, "Ah, I can't make it anyways. So I might as well just stop here. That's oh, man, that's actually that even parallels to a lot of us. And our addictions, we feel like we'll never be able to shake it. So then we just that's one of the excuses that we use in order to just fall into the addiction that we have today. Oh, I'll never be able to stop drinking alcohol this much. I'll never be able to stop watching porn this much. So then we do it. I know I've been there. Wow. I just just came to me right now. 
It's deception. Be present. Be here. Be here today. Take this victory today, one day at a time. Be present. Who's around you? Who has God called you to speak to? We're so concerned with our future. Maybe there's somebody at our job that God has been then having passed by us time after time that he wants us to speak to. Maybe we just need to be a lending ear to them. Maybe we're supposed to be sharing the gospel with them, but we don't because we're not even in that mindset. We're mentally absent. We're unavailable because we're so consumed with what we ought to be doing or what, what we what we need, what we feel like we need. We're so consumed with worry. We're so consumed with self-preservation and self-exaltation. I would say another reason why worrying is bad is because, man, I'll tell you this, dude, like, remember how I said, you know, being present is a product of not worrying. And, you know, when we're not worrying, man, we're at peace. And I'll tell you that God gets glory from our peace. God gets glory glory when we're at peace and we have joy and we're exemplifying the fruits of the spirit, because then other people get curious and they say, "Uh uh-uh, why is Emmanuel so happy? Why is Emmanuel so at peace? Why, why? And then that's the opportunity that we have to share the gospel. That's the opportunity that we have to share. I'll tell you why I'm at peace. Because God took care of it already. I'll tell you why I'm at peace. Because I trust in Yahweh. He ain't ever failed me before. You see, there's a verse in, in Matthew chapter 6. We go to verse 32. It says, for the pagan run after all these things. Talking about, you know, what we're going to eat, what we're going to wear, what we're going to do, what we're going to drink, whatever. It says, the pagan, the unbeliever are the people who worry about these things, who chase after all these materials. But your heavenly father knows what you need. You see, here's the thing. As believers, we are set apart from the world. We know this, right? We're in the world. We're not of it. You know what I'm saying? You can read John chapter 15. You get a load of that, right? Uh, Was it 15 or 14? One of those. You get a load of that, right? So here's the problem, though. When you're consumed with worry, what the Bible is telling us in Matthew chapter 6, verse 32, when it's literally saying that, hey, unbelievers worry like this, but your father knows what you need. What the Bible is telling us is that there should be a difference between how you operate and someone who doesn't know God operates. There should be a discrepancy there. But when we worry, we blur the lines between what it looks like to be a Christian and what it looks like to not be a Christian. And ultimately, somebody's not going to ask you, hey, why are you at peace? They're going to tell you that, hey, you're worrying just like me. And you say, you know, God, your God must be nothing. Do you understand how this is working now? Your life is supposed to glorify God. You are made in his image. But when you worry, you're not glorifying God. What you are telling the world is that God wasn't enough for you. And I'm sorry, I simply don't believe that to be the reality. No. A lot of the times we are worried about our own self because of our own covetousness. We are worried about our own selves because we aren't worried about the things of the Lord. We are consumed by ourselves and our own self-preservation, our own um, self-exaltation. 
And it's not that God is not providing for us. Ultimately, it comes down to the fact that we don't trust him. So. The secret to being present. Is not worrying. Not worrying about your future. And I would say that the secret to not worrying about your future is trusting in the Lord. But what is the secret to trusting in the Lord? I would say surrender is a big part of that. Excuse me. The reality is that when you have faith, it becomes much easier to surrender. Well, what's the secret to having faith? Well, something I learned in seminary school was knowledge, agreement, I'm sorry, yeah, agreement with that knowledge and commitment to that knowledge. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you knowledge. And I pray that as you're given this knowledge, you make the decision to agree to it. And then you live a life of commitment to it. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11 tells us that he makes all things beautiful in his time. Romans chapter 8 verse 28 says that all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 says that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. That is knowledge. Now you make the choice of whether you are going to agree with it or not. But what I will tell you is that when you agree and you commit to the knowledge of the word of God, I tell you your life will change. Don't take my word for it. You try it for yourself. Stop worrying about your future. There are things that God has in front of you today that needs your focus, that needs your attention. Your worrying will do absolutely nothing. Nada. Come here. Live here. I'm done. Heavenly Father, thank you so much, God, for this message. And I pray that it truly, truly quickens the spirit of those that are listening. <sighs> to be here with you. Because they trust that their future is in your hands. They truly do. They don't just say it. They actually genuinely believe that the future is in your hands and that everything is going to work together for their good. And that they're going to have everything that they need in order to do everything that you've called them to do. And the covetousness is not going to distract us. The worry is not going to burden us. The fear is not going to, to capture us, Father. Help us, Lord, to fulfill the good works that we have been preordained to. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Father, for those who even need more direction, 
Holy Spirit, direct them and guide them specifically for where they're at in their life. In Jesus' name, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, if you feel like this message is for someone that you know, what you're going to do is you're going to copy this and you're going to paste it and you're going to send it to them. If there's someone that you know that needs this message, you go send it to them. And if you're one of the people who somebody sent it to you and you know somebody then, then go send it to them too. It's time the world recognize who the children of God are by the peace we have. Love you guys. Have a good week.